Welcome to this week's edition of Coach Prep. Coach Don and I are here in the Cherokee Batting Range Podcast Studio getting ready to record episode number 12 of Coach Prep. Coach Prep is going to be released on 12-13, and our topic today is going to be team building. So talking about team building, Don wanted to mention our newest team member, Clean It Up FP. Clean awesome. It Up FP is our sponsor, our supporting sponsor for Coach Prep and for everything fast pitch. Clean It Up FP is an app for your phone which allows you to handle all your team communication within your team, within your organization. Um, a lot of different options on how you can set it up and how you can use it. Um, if you go to cleatitup.com, uh, check it out, but it is free for you to use. It's a free service that uh, is going to go a long way towards helping you handle all your softball communication needs. I think that's going to be exciting, Tori. That's fun. So we're going to talk a little bit about team building today, Don, because it's one of those things that is sort of a, a mystery in a lot of cases, something that a lot of teams uh, invest a lot of time and effort into, and other teams don't invest any time in. Doing any of it. Um, yep. And uh, it's one of those things I think it's worth uh, discussing because we want to help coaches uh, kind of wrap their heads around the idea of some of the benefits of doing some team building activities. No, I think that's an exciting part of a well-rounded group, Tori, and it's a chance for everybody to learn about their teammates kind of away from the ball field and a chance for them to uh, know each other a little better. Yeah. Right. Well, and I think there's a lot of different ways that you can approach team building. Um, you know, Some of them are very simple things that you can incorporate into practices. Uh, some of them might be a day away from the ballpark. You know, Maybe you yep. go bowling, uh, maybe you go on some sort of a team activity. Um, but I think that uh, team building is something that goes a long way. We've all had teams that were immensely talented, that always felt like maybe they underachieved a little bit. I know for me, uh, the most disappointing memories I have from my coaching career are looking back at teams that I thought were basically underperformed. Uh, they were amazing, but didn't quite get there. Yeah, yeah. that uh, yeah. had had all the athletic ability, had all the right pieces, all the right um, skill levels, all the right uh, athletic abilities, but just for one reason or another, never quite put it together as a team. Absolutely. Oh. And and I think we also have the the other side of the coin where you have that team that for whatever reason We're quite maybe sure about, yeah. doesn't seem like it should be that talented, but ends up having an amazing successful year. So, what are some of the things that you think about when you think about team building? Things that uh, benefits that we're going to gain from allowing our players to get to know each other a little bit better in a little bit different light. Well, I think as you introduced it, Tori, uh, you know, team building is just practice at at uh, you know your regular scenario practice as well because. Um, when you're doing that, you're creating situations where people achieve things together and, you know, whether it's a drill that we do really well together, um, you know, I think for today's stuff, cause we talk about, you know, the, the regular practice stuff all the time, but today's stuff I'm envisioning, um, you know, group activities that are away from the field. Right. And that's spending a day, uh, you know, whether it's going whitewater rafting in the summer or, you know, right now it's kind of winter time everywhere. So. Um, creating an opportunity for everybody to do something indoors, and when we when we're doing that, we're you know having um, our teammates around, the families around, uh, where we get a chance to you know understand more about what they're doing when they're not at the ballpark, and you know how they interact uh, you know away in a just regular social setting, and um, you know getting a chance to whether it's go rock climbing, that's one that I love, um, but even if it's just a, a pizza party, uh, Christmas party. Uh, sometimes we're doing banquets at the end of uh, seasons and things like that that are um, just really nice, enjoyable, refreshing times to uh, 
you know, to get to know each other away from the park. Right. Well, we've done um, several different things over the course of my career with uh, team building trips, you know, little retreats and things like that. Um, some of them have been big Camping. formal things yeah. where we go away for a whole weekend and, you know, uh, camp in the woods and yeah. you know, have to rely on each other. Um, you know, of course, once upon a time, cell phones and cell reception was <laughs> not the most important uh, consideration uh, when you started thinking about things like that. And one of the most memorable ones, we went uh, to play in a tournament and found, this wasn't even something we started off thinking was going to be a team building event, uh, but we went to play in a tournament and ran into issues with finding housing right? and kind of in a panic looking for options and uh, found that there was a campground uh, run by like the Boy Scouts of America or Girl Scouts of America, something like that, that wasn't too far away uh, that uh, was available that weekend. And they had this big old like bunkhouse. Cool. Yeah. Um, and it was very Spartan conditions <laughs> compared to... You know, what you would normally think of when you're going on a team trip. Uh, we had a, uh, um, you know, probably 15 bunk beds all in one big, Same you know, big cots. room with, uh, I mean, they, they were comfortable enough, but it wasn't, you know, like, you know, the typical five-star hotel kind of accommodations yeah. and uh, didn't really know what to expect. Didn't know how the kids were going to react to that because, you know, kind of had gotten spoiled a little bit to the point of sure. um, you know being used to staying at nicer places uh, but we really wanted to play you know that was a, a event that we really wanted to go to and I you know had to start weighing out the options as it was far enough away that uh, the next closest hotel option was like an hour and a half hour and 45 minutes away and I didn't think it made sense for us to spend Stay. two hours driving yeah. each way uh, to try to to make it work and so and we just took a shot at it, um, moved in. You know, the kids kind of all you know, flipped coins and, and arm wrestled for who was going to get the top bunk and all this kind of stuff. Um, we, we got done playing that first day, went back. Um, it had uh, two big, like, communal showers, which I thought I didn't know how that was going to go because, you know, again, people are you know, a little bit particular about those kinds of things. So I was a little bit for nervous sure. about the whole thing. You know, they, they worked out a system. You know, all the players kind of, you know, drew uh, drew straws and got in line and took their turns. You know, getting into you know to to take their showers and and get ready for bed. You know, again, Terry and I were kind of in a panic, thinking, "Well, how's this going to go? What's going to happen? This is going to be a nightmare. This could you know this could ruin our team." And then all of a sudden, you, know, you started to hear a little bit of giggling and a little bit of laughing and a little bit of you know you know communication and uh, and all of a sudden, you know, kids are you know sitting around you know having you know big discussions and big talks and you know having a lot of fun you know, cutting up with each other. It really struck me uh, on how positive it ended up being uh, for them to be in this situation because, you know, the, it wasn't the, you know, me and my roommate. And, well, and that, uh, the regular hotel routine, Tori, too, kind of pushes everybody off into small groups. So, right. you know, I'm seeing a very teamy yeah. setting, yeah. And it was one of those situations, too, where, the, you know, the parents, the families weren't around because they certainly weren't going to give up their hotel rooms. No. Now, now th I, I got to throw this out there because this is one of the things that that uh, that always aggravated me. You know, when we would be going on a uh, trip, time to go get dinner, you know, we always had a lot of families, a lot of parents that would, you know, would travel with us. And so, you know, tell them, okay, we're going to go to outback for dinner tonight to watch all of them race over to outback to get in to get a spot in line so that they could get a table before we got there with the team right and you know that kind of thing so it's always aggravated it was kind of like one of my pet peeves 
And so I uh, stopped telling everybody in advance where we were going, so that you know the team had a chance to get in line before you know before all the families they could did eat too. Yeah. Um, but but this one worked out really well because you know it was the kids kind of on their own. And uh, again, this is you know twenty years ago, so the cell phones were ever you know cell phones were popular, but it wasn't like it is now. But it ended up being a, a great weekend. We ended up uh, learning a lot about the team. I think they learned a lot about each other and. You know, kind of taking a step back and and putting them in a little bit of an uncomfortable situation at first, kind of pushed them out, outside their boundaries a little bit. Ended up being a really big team building thing, and we didn't plan anything to make it extra special. It, you know, just kind of happened. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think uh, you know the the biggest uh, contribution we made to making it something special is we stopped at a convenience store and bought like four decks of cards because there was no TV. No TV. No, no TV. <laughs> Right. Yeah, I mean that. That's you know, it was it was a you know, you know the this camp, is summer camp, Camp Waikota or whatever it was called, yeah. you know, uh, camp. And so the kids were playing cards and you know, and t- telling stories and talking about stuff, and it, it was just you know, really uh, uh, an interesting experience to see how that came together. But so something like that, I think, might be a, an idea now from a team building perspective. You know, we didn't intend for it to be a, as powerful as it was. Versus going to a resort where the kids are going to you know be spending all their time watching TV you know on their phones doing those kinds of things. Now I don't think in you know, the, this modern world you could tell your kids to leave their phones at the door you know and and leave them behind for the whole weekend. Even though something like that would be a nice experiment, be to refreshing. Try. But I don't know about that. But yeah. but, you know, but maybe we set aside you know from six to nine, yeah, or whatever it is. You know that the phones all go in the you know, in the drawer, yeah. uh, in the basket. And then at nine o'clock, you can get your phone back for an hour. And then from, you know, 10 until whatever, no phones. And just kind of, you know, f- you know, force feeding a little bit of quality time with the players together, you know, so they can do something other than stare at their screens and, and uh, you know, FaceTime each other, even though they're sitting in the same room. No, I think that's awesome. So, sure. but, th- but so the idea of like a retreat or something like that makes sense. You know, your idea of rock climbing or bowling or, um, you know the you know those kinds of things. I think those also could have potential uh, to be really good team building types of events. And, and again, you know the the downside is there's always going to be some cost to some of these things. You know, For it's something sure. that you know if you're a travel team, you're going to have to build into your budget or expect the the players to be able to uh, offset the cost. But you know, some things that put them in a different setting, a little bit outside their comfort zone. <laughs> you know, a kid who's a great softball player might not be a great rock climber. Right. And might be scared or a little bit frightened of heights and things like that. So, you know, with the teammates helping them kind of overcome some of their, uh, you know, worries or fears might be neat too. Right. And so that might be another chance to, you know, find out who some of your leaders are and, you know, who's going to be more of the take charge uh, kind of individual, maybe who's going to be a little bit of the mother goose, um, you know, kind of looking out for each other uh, kind of person. Um, but so I think that those kinds of things, you know, give you an opportunity to learn a little bit about your team. You know, if you take your team bowling, I promise you most of the kids are bad bowlers. Right. <laughs> so they kind of get a chance to have some fun with it and laugh at each other and laugh at themselves a little bit. You know, that's a game that's, you know, generationally not something that very many kids now. That's why we got bumpers. <laughs> yeah, are, are, are going to be great at. Um, you know, and then, you know, there's the indoor places where you can go and play dodgeball or the trampoline parks or whatever. But there's lots of different activity options. So we had some that went and did uh, some zip lining in project adventure courses where you're going up a, a pamper pole, they call it, where you have to stand at the top of a pole. And of course, you're on a belay where 
you know, if you fall or slip, you're going to be caught. But, right. Um, but it's uh, it's kind of exciting. You know, I got to tell you a rock story, rock climbing story. I like rock climbing for the kids. Yeah, well, knock yourself out. <laughs> but so uh, we were playing in a tournament someplace and uh, went into their fitness center to go to the restroom. And when I walked in the door, right inside the door was this uh, rock climbing wall. And there was a guy up there, and he was, you know, Johnny Rock Climber. You know, Dangling had the, from. Uh, yep. the, the special shoes and the little bag of chalk on his hip and, and all that stuff. Sounds and right. Very, very, very serious rock climber. And he's grunting and groaning and, you know, you know almost like in tears. He's trying so hard to, to do this, you know, this, this maneuver. And I couldn't help myself. It's like, dude, you're two feet off the ground. Put your foot down and start over. Get it going. Yeah, but I don't think he appreciated my uh, my sense of humor about the whole thing. So we talk about core strength and hand strength and, and for hitting, pitching, throwing, all that stuff. And, uh, you know, when we're rock climbing, I went and did some of that with the kids too at one point. And the amount of strength it takes to hold yourself, you know, on those small little uh, protrusions or rocks or whatever they are and uh, and to swing your legs up and the core strength that it takes to, to pull your leg up to get, you know, a good footing for your next move. And, um, you know, and then when you get up there to look down and to Did you a, have the tights and the little bag of chalk? Uh, no, I oh, did okay. have the shoes though. They give you they give you the cool toed shoes that can dig in on those little nubs. You're killing me. But uh, you're killing but it, me. But it's a fun day, yeah. And again, too, for for you to cheer somebody on when they're getting close to the top and stuff. It's uh, yeah. a good te- team building, you know. Right. And then go but, for the and, pizza. And I think the the thing about it that uh, all these things are providing is a different kind of environment. So instead of it being yeah. just practice. Now, if you're really hardcore about team building and trying to build a sense of camaraderie amongst your teams. Um, there's a lot of these programs now that are like Navy SEAL type courses. Yep. Um, if you want to see something that's very impressive, I know it was on YouTube a couple of years ago, but the University of Tennessee did a training course with uh, obstacle, former Navy SEAL. Obstacle course type thing? Well, yeah, but they did it all with uh, different things that they had brought to campus. The long uh, telephone poles and things like that. But the thing that I found most amazing about it is they did a lot of stuff in the pool. And, you know, obviously you put kids in the pool, that's going to put everybody at a sense of discomfort to begin alarm, with and yeah. uh, an alarm. And one of the uh, challenges that they had to do was uh, each, you know, there was one hooded sweatshirt. They all jumped into the deep end of the pool. Well, and you couldn't touch the bottom, yeah, obviously. You yeah. couldn't touch the bottom and you couldn't get out of the pool until everybody on the team had had that sweatshirt on. So you start off with it on you, you jump in, it gets soaked, it gets heavy, and it gets stuck to your body. Well, your job is to figure out how to, without drowning, get out of that hooded sweatshirt and give it to me. Right. It's my job to get it on my body now that it's wet and soaked and nasty without yeah. drowning. We, we would need lifeguards for yeah. us, wouldn't we? Well, and they had lifeguards because <laughs> one of the things with the Tennessee team that uh, I was not aware of, but of course you know, I heard later on from uh, Ralph and Karen, they had two players on their team that did not know how to swim. Not swim at all in at the all. deep end. Wow. And they're in the deep end with their teammates. So now, you know, the, the secret that I found out was to get that hooded sweatshirt off of you when it's soaked and, and, and wet is you have to be able to go under the water, hold your breath and take it off underwater. And not be able to swim and feel okay doing that. Right. And so to now be in the deep end of the pool with your teammates responsible for you not drowning. Right. And helping you complete this challenge. Maneuver it. Was pretty intense. Um, you know, I, I, I think that's an awful lot 
Yeah. You know, that might be a little bit more of a program than, uh, and that's <laughs> what it was called. Teams. It, was, it, it yeah. was called the program is the, the system that they used. Um, that might be a little bit more than you're going to do with your eight and under travel ball team. But, you know, again, it's, it's an example of how extreme you can take the team building thing and, and some of the things that, uh, the highest level programs are doing. See, I'm seeing our eight and under Tori in the shallow end, seeing how fast everybody can put it on and off when it's all wet. It would be hard to put it on and off when it's all wet. Oh yeah. No, even yeah. in the shallow end, it would be a challenge. See, see how the, quickly they could all do it. But, but I think you know, yeah. when we start to talk about how serious people are about, you know, the benefits of, you know, team building and working together and trusting each other and all those kinds of things, you know, I cannot imagine anything requiring more trust of your teammates then you're jumping in the deep end of the pool and you don't know how to swim. No doubt. That's frightening. So, yeah. um, but so that, that was, you know, a, an extreme example. I just saw some uh, video, um, some Facebook stuff uh, from one of the girls that played on our team, uh, our AP gold team last year, Katie Perkins is a freshman at uh, university of North Carolina. And uh, Katie posted some pictures of them down on the uh, ocean front in the water, you know, very Navy seals esque type training. And so, I, mean, I think a lot of coaches at the highest levels are starting to see this as a very valuable thing. And, and I think, you know, that it's one of those things that for the players and, and for our coaches that are listening, thinking about, you know, doing some team building things, if you're going to put your kids in, in these really challenging situations is I think when you talk to these former players that have done it, they will all tell you the same thing. Every second of it sucked while they were doing it. But glad they did it. But the memories they have of doing it yeah. are, are so empowering and so powerful that they're really, you know, extremely happy that they did it. Sure. And so, you know, I think that that's one of those things that we start to talk about these kinds of team building endeavors that uh, we're looking at. I was going to say in a disclaimer, we're not suggesting anybody goes and tries this the swimming pool stuff. On right. No, own, not, right? not, yeah. not no. unless you're, not unless you're bringing in the lifeguards and people that are trained in it. But, <laughs> yeah. um, but, you know, I, I just use that example because it's a, yeah. it's such a clear example about building trust. But, you know, there's a lot of things too, that we can do then, um, you know, on a much smaller scale, things that we can do in practice where we're basically putting teams together that, uh, or putting kids in positions where, uh, they are helping each other and working with each other on different things. You know, a very simple team building thing that I've always believed in was partnering players up and holding them each accountable for each other's development. Sure. Um, you know, so we always work with hitting partners and so the hitting partner idea was really simple. You and I would work together every day yeah. and you were my partner and I was yours. And you would get to know my skill level, my swing, Strength or my strengths, my weaknesses. Yeah. And we were invested together in helping each other. And so what ended up happening and what I thought of was such an important part about uh, uh, how it impacted our team and how it built a tighter team is that when I found myself struggling with something, I didn't need to go running to the coach for help. I could go to my hitting partner. Sure. And 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 that was a person. Are you watching what I'm doing? Does it look? You know, what do you? They would be very familiar yeah. with yeah. what you're doing because yeah. they they've seen me on a regular basis. You know, they've been working with me on a, on a consistent basis, and so um, I think that that gives us a, a connection. You know, and yeah. and I would always try to partner people together. I would try to look at who you know had the complementary type of personalities and t- complementary type of uh, styles. I didn't like it so much if two best friends just decided to work together because they were two best friends. Sure. You know, I wanted two people to work together that, you know, maybe you're the shy, silent type and I'm a little bit more outgoing. outgoing. You know, maybe uh, you're a little bit less experienced and I'm a veteran. 
Right. Um, but you know, something that's going to complement each other, and the veteran player g- gains in that too, because it you know kind of good for them to be reminded what it was like to not know some of the stuff that they know now. Sure. Um, but so the, those those kinds of things, I think, are are very simple team building type things that we can do within a team. You know, putting you know, different groups together that are going to be responsible for different things. I was going to say, and and occasionally from a coaching standpoint, Tori, if if uh, we're about to wrap up a practice and we know we we should be complete in our uh, conditioning, if we know a certain player can make it from home to home in thirteen seconds. Uh, we'll say, hey, if, if she can, if Susie can make it from home to home under 13 seconds, then, you know, we're all done for the day. Right. And everybody's cheering and pulling for somebody. Um, other things that uh, I can remember is we would always have to give signals from coaching standpoints. We didn't have the cards and all that stuff. We would pair them up like you're saying, and we would give a signal as a coach and we would point to a player and they would be partnered. If they got the signal correct, then that set of partners didn't have to do push-ups. Right. So, but if they got it wrong, so then when they were on their own, they were, you know, quizzing each other on the signals. So we had fewer signals missed during a game, but um, those kind of things I think are really important for, for coaches to try and create. And I mean, there could be a million different things right? from how many ground balls to how many bunts you get down to, you know, everybody wins if you win. Right. So that's well, fun. And, and, and something that's, uh, you know, again, very empowering um, is when players are involved in helping each other in practice. You know, and, yeah, and yeah. You know, the challenges that you talked about, that's great. Uh, we set up our practice plan so that uh, we do a lot of things in partners and small groups, you know, so that you know, they're tossing balls to each other. They are hitting balls to each other. They are co- kind of coaching each other up a little bit throughout the course of a practice. I pulling, think that goes a long way. Pulling for one another. And, and yeah. pulling for, for one another. Yeah. Um, because you know, I, I know you know. There's always going to be that one kid who's just a total pain in the butt that you know is is you know negative Nancy. That's hard more to get challenging. Yeah. It's a little bit more challenging. It's a lot harder for that person to stay negative when they've got teammates pulling for them and working with them and trying to help them. And in a lot of ways, I think that's way more influential than coaches trying to do it. A stronger hole, yeah, for right. sure. And and your peers are going to put a different kind of expectation on you than your coaches are going to. Yeah. So, but the moral to the story is whether uh, you're totally gung ho and and want to look at um, doing something as as totally committed as the program and and Navy SEAL training. That's one thing. Um, if you want to do something like you know, a day at the bowling alley or a day at the rock climbing, Tori, I got that's one. A great I thing. got one more, Tori. I got to throw in there for you is uh, you know, and it's just a simple gathering or a party. You know, we got bad weather coming not able to get out to to practice at all um to have the team together and have pizza right we're all gonna eat pizza but we're gonna watch the uh fast pitch prep recruiting seminar there you go there's four segments you can watch an hour then you can have a little bit of a break and visit talk about some of the things and then there's four different segments and in between each of those segments um we can take a little break and have some refreshments or, or visit or you know talk about what uh you know what was covered but I think that would be an excellent team opportunity for for coaches to learn too. Right. Well, and you can uh, you know even take that to another level. When you take that break, you could throw in a little team building activity. Right. So you know, maybe it's a three legged race. Maybe it's the you know uh, uh, egg on a spoon relay race. Uh, maybe it's the you know can you get all the way across the room. You know, we're going to have 15 people need to be able to get across the room, but you can only walk on these two towels. 
Sure. You know, so there's a lot of those different kinds of challenges, Telephone things. And, yeah. That, yep. uh, and, and again, if you're looking for team building ideas, there's you know, thousands of them. If you Google team building, you're going to get 10,000 hits. Absolutely. Um, but uh, what we're, our, I think our point today was whether it's something that's super intense, like the Navy SEAL training, or something that's really fun and informal, like bowling, or a pizza party, or whatever it is, there's ways for us as coaches to do things that get kids out of that comfort zone and thinking about ways to be good to each other and good for the team. Yeah. And and if you can trick them into being team players, it doesn't really matter whose idea it is. As long as you get what you want, that's all that matters. Keep them together. Yeah. So so that's going to wrap up this edition of Coach Prep. Coaches, hopefully uh, this will be useful as you're planning your off-season training and uh, when you get, get ready to uh, get back into your season Um, start to think about some different team building activities that you can build into the schedule, things that you can do to make your team come closer together and be a more unified group. Um, Even the, you know, in the world of travel ball, where we have people that are, you know, bopping in from all over the country to show up to play, there's still opportunities within those tournaments and within those weekends to build team unity and cohesiveness. And I think the more of that we can do, the happier we'll be. Whether you win or lose, having a team that you like to coach and that you like being around is a whole lot more fun. Sure. And and breaking down some of these walls of individualism to help them become more of a team is going to be a great thing. So, you know, know, talking about our team, you know, obviously we've added Cleated Up FP to our Everything Fast Pitch team. They are our sponsor uh, and our partner. Uh, Cleated Up FP is an app you can use for all your softball communication. Check them up at cleatedup.com. And uh, it's a service that uh, we know for sure you're going to enjoy and get a lot of mileage out of. It's going to make your lives a whole lot easier and a whole lot smoother operating. So, Don, that's going to wrap up uh, segment 12 of Coach Prep. You got any other thoughts? can't believe we've got 12 in already. That's great. Time flies when you're having fun, my friend. Love it. All right, so for Coach Don McKinley, this is Coach Tori Atchison in the Cherokee Batting Range Podcast Studio for Coach Prep, saying thanks very much for listening, and we'll talk to you again next week.